The following podcast is brought to you by the Jonas Podcasting Network, found exclusively at wrestlingwithjonas.com. Welcome to the SWN podcast. I am your host, as always, Billy. And of course, this is, as this goes out, it's spooky season. It's Spooky Wrestling Network. If you're on Twitter still, if it's still alive, social media could be dead at this point, as it has been the last couple of days as of recording. But I am joined this week on this edition by a pioneer in Finnish pro wrestling. I'm joined by someone who has just come to Scotland, come to the UK to take over. It's uh, Regina Rosendahl. Welcome to the show. Hiya. I'm glad to be here, finally. <laughs> I know. It, it, but for, for those that are unaware, uh, that aren't following either of us on social media, uh, this was supposed to happen like a week or so ago, and illness has, 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 uh, has happened, And but we've made it. We've gotten to the episode where we're recording yes, now. Yes, so we're here. It's good. <laughs> it's it's going to be worth the wait. I'm absolutely positive. Cool. So let's just get the, the, the icebreaker question out of the way. Let's get into that one. What was... what? What was the moment pro wrestling got you hooked? I don't know if I remember like an exact moment, but I have been watching WWE since I was like 10, 11 years old. Um, and somehow I just decided that's what I want to do. And ever since I saw it for the first time, I just never stopped watching. So I don't know. It's like... Ever since I was a kid, it's been a dream of mine, a goal of mine, and like I've never had anything else that I've even wanted to do <laughs> with my life. So, yeah. So straight out of high school, I I uh, went to tryouts with uh, FCF Wrestling, got in, and I have been wrestling ever since. That's been seven years now. So, who do you remember when you started watching? Then, is there any any particular wrestlers that you you drew your attention to? John Cena he was like the top guy um and he is the reason for I, I blame him for the for for me falling in love with wrestling um so he has a, like a major place in my heart still um and I always love debating wrestling fans about John Cena because I think he's the greatest like if not the greatest he's in the top three rest, rest, best wrestlers of all time so, um, uh, yeah, Chelsea, you know, definitely, and also Batista. Um, they were, like, the, my top two when I was, like, a kid. After I grew up, I started um, gravitating towards the women more, um, like the Bella Twins. Um, even though the women's uh, division was very different to what it was or what it is now, uh, today, um, there's still, like, a lot of women that I had did look up to still and that I still draw inspiration from today but I am very very happy that there has been changes and I love seeing how the women's division is portrayed now absolutely I mean there was I, I was doing our podcast recently and we we're speaking about like Paige and AJ Lee and their rivalry um mm-hmm. I'll, I'll plug them because that makes me it was each sleep suplex retweet and we, we were kind of discussing like their impacts in wrestling and mm-hmm. it came to kind of the agreement of they weren't they they were great but they weren't there at the right time 
because of that. Because because uh, well, when just as as both of them were kind of heading out, one because of retirement, one because of injury, um, you got all these great wrestlers coming in. Not just the characters, not just the the sex appeal and all that kind of stuff. You got the actual wrestlers, like the four horsewomen and, and what have you. So yeah, um, it certainly moved on quite a bit. So the Bella Twins was. So I'm trying to gauge then without asking when you started watching. So John Cena, Batista, Bella Twins. So 2009, 2010, something like that. It was before that. Like uh, Bella Twins weren't there when I started watching. But I I don't remember. Like it must have been 2007 or 2006 or something. Um, yeah. yeah. But um but yes aj lee is a she was a huge inspiration for me and still is um i don't know if i agree that she was there at the wrong time because i also i don't believe we would be where we are now if aj lee hadn't been where she was when she was there because i believe she did that groundwork to where a lot of the audiences started to be more interested in women in, in the women's wrestling division. The same with Paige. So I think they were very important to have in that specific time that they were there. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, I absolutely yeah. I, I I get that viewpoint as well. Um yeah, so I think they could they could have been bigger if they were in a more competitive sure. environment. But like like I say, it's, it's all it's all opinion. The John Cena one I will not disagree with is is people I think people are realizing how much they're missing John Cena when he's not there. I know. Um, yeah. Same with uh, Randy Orton's another guy that I'm just like people will will not yes. understand how much Randy Orton puts into how much Randy Orton is needed until he's gone. Yes. So and how perfect of a wrestler he is. He does everything perfectly, flawlessly. It's incredible. Even if you do get bored by the chin locks, you know they're there for a reason. There's always a reason sure. when it comes to Randy Orton. <laughs> Uh, yes. So I've got your your great debut 2015, but it'll be a little bit before that when you started training. So you said you always wanted to do it. You came out of high school wrestling. Mm-hmm. That's what you wanted to do, mm-hmm. and and that was where you set your sights to. And, and you went to uh, FCF to to do that. Was there? Did you do any? You did kickboxing. Am I right in thinking that you did uh, yeah. kickboxing? So was that kind of your way of of kind of a lot of people, a lot of wrestlers as well? They don't know where they could train to be a wrestler, but if they can learn to do something physical, like a martial art, it's like getting that that out of their system a little bit. Did you find that that's why you started kickboxing? Or what was the reason um, for that? Well, I've always been, like, very athletic throughout my life. I've been always doing sports. But the reason I started doing martial arts was because of wrestling, because I thought it might help me with wrestling, having some sort of experience in the ring, um, being able to do strikes and, and stuff. And also because I knew Lita um, had done kick- kickboxing before wrestling. So that was just, that's basically why I started it. Um, at, <laughs> now that I think back, I don't know if it was more positive or negative because there were so many things I needed to unlearn. Pro wrestling is not a martial art. There's <laughs> just, it's just not... Um, so I, I, now I feel like I'm in a place where I can benefit from my experience with martial arts, but it took me a lot to unlearn, unlearn certain things and 
and understand how to utilize the the things that I knew in wrestling, if that makes sense. So yeah, on one hand, it gives you the the experience for for like taking bumps and taking hits. But on the other hand, mm-hmm. don't hit them. <laughs> don't, don't hit them for real. So, yeah, so to, yeah. To get that balance so, out. Yeah, I was terrified of punching people in the face, like especially like closed fist stuff or kicking people, because I I only knew how to do that with boxing or kickboxing. So it was very, very hard for me to just learn how to do strikes in, in pro wrestling without them hurting like a lot. So So that, that first couple of sessions there, so I'm assuming by this point you'll know wrestling isn't like as you said, it's not it's not the same as a martial art. Uh, there's no. a little bit more theatrics involved and a lot less actually hurting people. But uh, so when, when you first started, other than the trying to unlearn stuff from kickbox and how did you find it? Was was it a little bit more physical than you anticipated? What was your kind of first thoughts? Um, no. Um, I still, I've done, like I said, I've done many, many sports in my life. Um, but pro wrestling is the hardest sport I have ever done. And it's not even a sport, if that makes sense. Like, the sport aspect of wrestling is the hardest sport I have done. But in, in, in addition to that, you need to tell a story. You need to have a character. You need to interact with the fans, with the audience. Um, so that was very, very overwhelming to me. Um, and especially like character work, promos and stuff, that was like, for some reason, I was very insecure about all that when I started. Um, well, not for some reason. It's because the atmosphere was very negative back then. So people were just, I, I, I don't know really what their plan was, if they had a plan or they were just being mean for the sake of it. Um, but they were always just um, putting us down, the newbies. It, it was a lot of like that kind of bullying, like kind of like um, ranking system and stuff. And you re- like you almost never got like positive feedback so that really traumatizes a person so <laughs> that, that was um something that I had to unlearn I still like I'm still terrified if I even to this day I go to a new place to train and I don't know how they train I don't know who how the code coach is going to be like um, I'm still like scared to go there and and just to be humiliated like um it was a rough start for wrestling um but luckily we have changed and our promotion promotion has changed our organization has changed um and it is not like that for the newbies anymore um so that's good um it's the outdated thing of paying your dues i mean and which is such a vague catch-all term that nobody actually has a a definition for what that means other than yeah being a dick (laughs) yeah exactly like can you just let us train and grow and and like we are gonna set up the ring like even if you don't call us names while we do it like that would be a possibility but yeah it was horrible um I think I've said this in all of my podcasts (laughs) and it's the starting was horrible and if it if wrestling wasn't like my passion like something I knew I was gonna do ever since I was a kid, 
I would have never continued that. It was so horrible. It was if it was just something that I come up with, like, hey, that seems like a cool thing to do. After the first training, I would have been gone. So. Oh yeah, I mean, yeah, it, it's it's it, would you stay at any job if, if if you're getting belittled unless you really wanted to to climb up the ranking of this this made up ranking system? Yeah, uh, that, that that's been put forward. So. Yeah, and and also the hardest thing for you, from what I've been listening as well. So I just because I said before we recorded, but to give them a quick shout out. So I listen to Kurt Johansson, uh, LJ's Wrestling Gal podcast, which is both are phenomenal. And mm-hmm. uh, like I say, I want to say it's called BBG the podcast, but I could be totally wrong. But uh, I was listening to these, and you, you're pretty much saying that you were one, if not the only, um, yourself and uh, Jessica Love, uh, the only kind of yeah. females. Wrestling. Yes, and yes. even then, Jessica wasn't wasn't allowed. And yeah, I, I use I'm using bunny ear, ear quotes here. Yes. Wasn't allowed to wrestle you because uh, she's transgender. Yes. So that doesn't help the the mental state as well, where you're in just no. with a bunch of guys who won't let you train with the only other person uh, that that uh, would be a female that, that, would, that yeah. you could wrestle because of yeah. this misgender oh, oddness yeah. of the world because of transphobia, really. Yeah. Yeah, so it's it's not a, it's not a really great place to start off with. But did you find mm-hmm. it kind of hardened you? Actually, no, it didn't, because you just said it, it makes you more anxious for going to other places, which yeah doesn't seem to get away. So yeah, no, it didn't help, and it it did not make me stronger or any kind of crap like that. No, um, if I had a safe place to work and start my craft in, I think I would be a lot more confident in my skills now. I would be a lot more confident in in wrestling in the ring i'm fairly confident when i'm having matches but um every second before that i'm not so yeah seems to be a bit no. of a, a common occurrence when it comes to the the mindset of going out to wrestle a lot of people have sp- spoken to it's they're they're anxious they're nervous but as soon as they go in front of a crowd they're like i'm here to do my job i'm here to wrestle that's what i'm going to do yeah. Yeah, you said. I mean, you have mentioned uh, your anxiety as well, and when it came to doing promos, how did you find working to a crowd? Was it more just because they were all a blur at that point? Was there anything that you that you did acting classes? Anything that made you help work with a crowd? Um, in the very first like year or two, no. Um, I was just focusing on the wrestling part. Um. And I was very much into, well, the British style of wrestling, a lot of technical stuff. Um, But then I think in my year three or four, I started to gravitate way more towards characters, character stuff um, and storytelling. And I have take I have taken a lot of acting classes, improvisation classes, um, all of that. Uh, singing classes as well just to help me um, know how to use my voice how to use my face and now storytelling building matches character work that's actually like what I'm like that's my forte now so that's like I I don't even really care about the technical like okay no that's not true I'm like very specific about the techniques that I do I want them to be very good but I don't think that is the most important part in wrestling. For me, it's about storytelling. It's about the characters. And if you can match your moveset and the, and the 
all the physicality that ha happens, if you can match that with the story, then it's perfect. We're going to get on well because that's my exact thoughts when it comes to wrestling. My, my favorite Good. promotion up here in northeast of Scotland is uh, is WrestleZone. It's a it's a, it's 80s throwback kind of style. It's fa it's <laughs> there's wrestling's great, but that's yeah. what you come to see. You come to yeah. see the stories and big characters, and that's yes. that's what I enjoy the most. Um, I mean, you can do you can do some flip to doodle flip to doodles and uh, and all that kind of stuff, and it'll be fine. Not what sure. I'm going to remember. I'm going to remember the guy that comes out in a stupid mask and go, that's my guy. Yeah, <laughs> and, and like if if all that flippity stuff makes sense with the story, you're going to remember that as well. Like mm -hmm. then it's then it comes together and that's perfect. But if it's just flippity stuff, I don't know. Probably won't care. Exactly. I mean, and and then the day you've got this uh, this hypothetical bump card to to work through that you kind of don't want to hit any notches off it too early on and then yeah and then uh, you see these all these big training camps of, of run by people who haven't done anything doing uh amazing like just doing hours and hours of bump drills and like you've only got so many of them in your system let's maybe just make sure you can do it right <laughs> maybe not yeah. a million times <laughs> Quality over quantity, definitely. Exactly. But of course, when you start off, you have to do a lot of them before mm. you know how to do it, of course. But uh, yeah. after a certain point, it's like, yeah. It's overkill a little bit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I'm saying that as someone who's never wrestled. So I'm, I'm, I'm probably absolutely out of line. I've never experienced it. <laughs> I'm quite happy never to experience it. I'll just, I'll stay in my little... A uh, little box here and just speak to you instead of doing sure. it myself <laughs> so when it came to to getting in the ring i was i was going through a lot of matches and, and like you said in other podcasts that because you were one of the only people and you weren't getting to the wrestling wrestle just glove uh you know you were just getting folk brought in and mm -hmm. uh, i was i was three names that popped straight off this list on cage match which is the obviously the bible of wrestling results mm -hmm. which i'm sure has got a million missing uh the ones that picked off was alpha female which was your third match ever which mm -hmm. that's so I intimidating know. <laughs> <laughs> it was, what, what was that like i mean like i say three matches in you didn't feel ready from what i've heard and no. you're in with with alpha female who who has a reputation either to be super lovely or not so when it comes to being in the ring. So there's that there's that anxiety as well. So what was it like in the ring with, with Alpha Female? Well, I had followed Alpha like way before I started. Um, so I was very familiar with her work. And I that was like a dream match for me, but I did not expect that to happen on my third match. So after I think it was after my first first match that they said, Yeah, we're gonna bring in Alpha Female to wrestle you and I'm like why <laughs> oh, why <laughs> whose idea is this but um, I was very excited I was very honored to have that match and have that opportunity she is very lovely and she is a very nice person um, we have a similar um, level of physicality in the ring so I'm because I'm, I wouldn't say I'm stiff I'm quite snug I think so you can feel what I do in the ring and it's the same with her um so no I didn't like I I was I felt very safe with her I felt very safe before and after like before the match and during the match um 
but like looking back at it it's not very interesting because I don't really have character work or any any like uh, I'm just doing moves with her um and there was a third girl as well in that match um but yeah um it was a nice experience um and she was very nice well, that's what you kind of need. Someone with experience to kind of help you get through it. And if the work's snug, if, you're, if your kickboxing skills are still a little bit there all the time, at least mm-hmm. you, you know that she can take them at the same time. And, and uh, we'll, we'll give it back just as, just as much to either calm you down or just to, just to go on your level, which yeah. is always good. Uh, another one that popped up, of course, which you've been asked about in every podcast, which, yeah. so I won't, we won't delve into it too much, is against Tony Storm. Yeah, uh, who is of course on SmackDown now. I don't know. The drafts confused me, but oh uh, yeah, I, I didn't see the draft, but yeah, Tony uh, time. Tony time. So she was ill. That was that was kind of what I got from it. So you got to have the match, but it wasn't that much super interaction because she was sleeping off illness. Yeah, yeah. But still, I mean, you look back at that match against Tony. Is there is there pride to it going? My God, I, I got to face Tony Storm, who was in NXT UK, who was in NXT, who was in, who's now in WWE. Um, yeah, that was like, oh, it's it's it, I don't know, five, six years ago, five years ago, I don't know, it's been years. Um, but she was like a name that was kind of hot in the indies, or like start, she was warm in the indies, she was getting hot, um, and uh, I. Like, I didn't know a lot about her, honestly. Like, uh, when they told me they're going to bring her, I started studying her more. Um, and that was like, um, I don't know. It was it was the first time that I did improvisation more in a match. Because um, that's how she liked it, I guess. Um, she was very nice as well. I'm... I promise you, I will not say this about everyone, but Alpha Female and Tony Storm actually were nice. I would tell you if they weren't. So Tony was very lovely, uh, but like like you said, she was ill. So uh, we didn't really have communication like uh, outside of the match or yeah. But it was, it was pretty, I think I, I watched it like a year ago and it's like, okay. Like neither one of us have characters or <laughs> really like, and it was it was babyface versus babyface, so the story wasn't very elaborate in that. Um, but it, it was a nice match. It was a nice experience, and and honestly, like, um, yeah, it was really nice meeting her, and I wish her all the best in what she's doing now with the WWE. I hope she is happy. And doing good. I'm sure we'll find someone you dislike before before our uh, time's up here. Yeah. <laughs> but, but yeah, we, we say it helps with imp- improvisation. And from what I'm getting from the from your third match with Alpha Female and then your match with Tony Storm, um, that's about about a year apart ish, give or take a couple months. Yeah. And you're still saying that that you didn't have a whole lot of character. And uh, no. before I, I expand on that one, did you find that when when they were bringing in people for you to face, did you find it was good for, for you expanding? Were you, were you able to suggest anyone that you saw uh, wrestle elsewhere while you're doing research on who you're facing? Uh, were you able to get any input with who you're who you're facing at that time? 
so did did I have any say about who they're going to bring? So if, if, yeah, if, if they brought in someone and you were doing your research, you spotted someone else, and you're like, oh, I want, I may want to get them as well at some point. Were you able to oh. to approach uh, the team? Yeah, no, 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 that uh, there, no. There was no communication, but I had, that was not my place. They would just tell me what I have to do and for how many minutes. I'm getting, I'm getting, I'm building a, a bigger picture in the background. Was, yeah. So um, thank God you loved wrestling. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> when you go back, I mean, so we're not going to like, we're we're a happy podcast. We try to be a happy podcast, but when you go back and look, I'm back sorry. At no, 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 no. Mixed, I'm sure we've got plenty of interesting things. I don't want to be like all oh, this is bad stuff. We will we will just stay on the bad stuff. But when, okay. when you go back to that and you think and you look at it now, we will obviously you you will probably get onto it. But does it blow your mind a little bit that that's how it's how it was in in Finnish wrestling and, and just you're like. You, you, there was no creative process. You were just told, right, this is who you're facing. You might not even find out. You might have seen a match graphic pop up on uh, Facebook and go, oh, okay, that's who I'm, I'm facing this month. Uh, yeah, does it just blow your mind that nowadays it's a bit more open and creative and you're allowed to have opinions and from then? And it's not that much time. I mean, it's not. Um, it's amazing and incredible that women have opinions nowadays. I know who would have thought, but um, yeah, and obviously, like my my role changed a lot during those years. Um, I was the vice chairman of the organization, um, and I was the head coach of the of the LFCF as well. Um, so, going from like kind of the very bottom of everyone to having like some sort of authority and and power also in in that organization it was very like uh mind-blowing and i was very careful not to repeat the mistakes mistakes that other people did with with me so um i was very careful with my roles um maybe even too careful i could have been more strict um but i have time to um, correct those mistakes as well um, but um, yes it is mind-blowing how much has changed in the past f- five or six years it's like so little time and how our whole roster has almost changed there are like a lot of new people a lot of new like good people who actually want to make Finnish wrestling better and that is excellent and we are just growing in Finland um it's very hard not to be there I just missed my first show in Finland last they had a show last week that was the first show I missed in I don't know seven years so uh it's very hard <laughs> we'll, we'll get on to the the whys uh very soon I'm sure another mm-hmm. opponent that, that popped up was in 2017 uh Charlie Morgan mm-hmm. who of course, uh, people who are listening to this may know a little bit better from Eve, uh, and, yes. and 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 that as well. So Eve, you've been no secret. Eve is definitely a company you want to to get to, um, especially now you're in the UK. 
Yes. Uh, so I was like getting in with, with Charlie Morgan was we were able to get a bit more of a grasp. I mean, you're what, three years in at this point, so we were able to get a bit more of a grasp on what the British women's style is when you're wrestling her. Yeah, I don't I actually don't remember if this happened before or after my the camps that I did in the UK. Um but that yeah, um, she also wanted to improvise a lot, so that yeah, that's a British thing I think, um, and she wanted to do a lot of technical stuff, and um, this was still in my time of not having character, and not doing character work. Um, oh, I did a little, but like the character wasn't very. I can't even describe the character. It's not. It's not like I. I was acting. <laughs> I was taking in the crowd and stuff, but like, what was the character? I don't know. Nobody knew. <laughs> but um, that <laughs> show was very different from what I what I have been used to. Um, it was not very organized in how they how they planned or anything, and the ring broke during the second match or something, we had rats backstage, like <laughs> actual rats, not those. <laughs> well, I was not going to make a further comment, but no, it's fine. Yeah. I'm glad you clarified. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it was like such, I think she was, her flight was maybe late. So we had no time to like practice the match. So we just talked for a couple of minutes and then we just went out. And I don't remember a lot. And it wasn't even a wrestling crowd. It was like they had booked us to like a business. I don't know what it, what it, what that was. Maybe a Christmas party or something. There was just guys with suits um, who had like no idea what wrestling was. So, uh, so weird time. <laughs> it was a weird time. So I can't really. I don't know if I really like even remember a lot from the match because everything was so I don't know weird. everything around it was just just yeah falling apart you can appreciate yeah. the bit in the middle yeah uh, <laughs> fair enough so you mentioned the UK camps then you came over um there was a comment when, when it when you announced you were coming to the UK by uh, uh Chris Brooker uh, of course mm-hmm. who, who runs I think he runs Future Shock uh mm-hmm. they met you at Rev Pro so what what brought you to the UK? I mean, uh, you did, um, it was with the Knights, wasn't it? At WAW yeah. was, one, was one of them, at least. So what, what brought you over here to, to do a bit of training? Well, um, I think Pro Wrestling Eve might be the best female wrestling promotion in, the, in Europe. Probably is. Um, and also Fierce Females in Scotland is another women's promotion that I was very eager to get into. Um, So what happened was I started looking up for schools that were partnered with my school in Finland so I could um, apply for that school. Um, There was nothing like close to London. So then I started looking at Scotland and that's how it kind of happened. So I moved to Edinburgh to study here in a university and I should be going to Fierce Females. I was going to, but I've been sick. I've been horribly sick for almost three weeks. 
Um, I felt like dying. I have not gotten a chance to go there yet. Um, but just I just wanted to train and have shows with just women. Like that is like just the thought of that is so incredible. Like I've never been a part of a women's show in my life. And I love women's wrestling like that. I want to do that. So, yeah, that's why I'm here. Um, like I said, I'm going to Fierce Females like as soon as I can. That's probably next week then. Um, I have been emailing Pro Wrestling Eve like a lot, like a lot. I've been and in their DMs and everything. No reply. But I'm probably just going to go there. Knock on their door like I'm going to wrestle here and you're just gonna book me okay why not <laughs> confidence <laughs> yeah go for it um so just, just to back to your first couple of trips then so you say you train with the, the knights um was, was that just always your kind of aim when you came over when for the first time for the camps was it just like i want to get into eve these are these are my stepping stones to doing it get a little bit of experience in in england and the uk and uh I'll have a little bit of like a, a CV to send out going, I've trained with, with Soraya, I've, I've trained here or there, please book me. Yeah. In a way, yes. Um, and also because WAW had, uh, they have Bellatrix, the female promotion as well. So that was like, that's why I went. Uh, I went to a women's camp so I could train with just women. Um, so yeah. Um, that that was really like the thought behind it. Like <clears throat> I went to Brookside a couple of times as well. Um, I actually trained with Aisha Raymond um, in Brookside school like six years ago or something, six, five or six years ago. And now I have a match with her next week. So that match will, that has happened now when this comes out so it, it i must, don't know it must be such a novelty then uh starting in that really terrible time nobody there's no women no women that you can wrestle anyway and yeah. now you, you know you're you're going going to be in environments where it's just women i mean at this point yeah. you haven't been able to to go to fierce females as of recording so i can't ask you how how it is cause yeah we don't know uh we don't know. <laughs> It's, yeah, is is I know you've you've said you're you're anxious about going to places and and what mm-hmm. have you that, that you don't know the setup because you've trained with Aisha. Is that like, not as anxious because you know what she's about kind of thing? Even if it was just a, a, a day training with her, kind of at least you know somebody at the school. Does that does that help at all? Mm, I don't think I like. I would say I know her from the. Because I honestly, like, it was such a long time ago. I don't know if we even spoke. We were just at the same place at the same time, basically. Um, But we have been talking on social media uh, for a while. So knowing that she's the head coach there, um, yes, it it makes it it easier. But still, I don't know how it works. I don't know how their trainings are structured, how everything, like... What are the expectations from from the wrestlers? Or, like, I don't know any of that. So that's that makes me very anxious. Um, and I like to be 
always prepared uh, and I want to do the best that I can like every time so I don't know I'm very anxious but I'm like very excited as well um it's a different kind of anxiety when I think I'm just going to wrestle with women um there are a lot of safety things that I don't need to think about when I go train with just women <laughs> absolutely well I mean, we've got a question we've got a few questions in actually but one's from a new classmate of yours, Brody Adler, because uh, <laughs> she, of course, trains at Fierce Females. She's just put, I mean, you kind of half answered it, but we'll get a little bit yeah. more in depth with it. Uh, has, have you, now I can't read, uh, <laughs> have you come with any specific promotions that you wish to work for and anyone in particular you want to face? So you mentioned Eve, you mentioned Fierce Females. Uh, yes. Is there any, any non all female promotions you want to get to? Being in Edinburgh, you've got uh, Discovery. Um, knowing Looking Sharp or being interactive mm-hmm. with Looking Sharp, you've got Respect Pro mm-hmm. around about there as well. So is there anywhere outside of those Fierce Females and Eve that you kind of want to put your toe into? I have thought about ICW. Um, and I'm going to wrestle for Discovery Wrestling next week. So, yeah. But mostly I'm interested with the female promotions definitely yeah and I'm mostly interested in working with women like I do a lot of intergender stuff back in Finland um, but it's with men that I know and it's men that I have possibly trained myself or just I just know what they're about Um, so I'm like not opposed to intergender wrestling but it's a lot more stress when you don't know the man you are working with um but yeah um yeah the question was uh, which wrestlers as well right yeah if there's there's anyone that you've (laughs) you've seen on your uh, social media journeys or or scrolling through youtube you're thinking i want to get in ring with with her yeah i mean aisha definitely and that's happening um that's weird but she yeah she has been like for a couple of years, she's been like on my list, and now it's happening. Um, um, who else? Um, Molly Spartan from ICW. I love her. Um, and they have like I don't know if she's quite new, but I've watched like a couple of episodes of ICW, and they have this plant-based powerhouse. Ellie Armstrong. Yes, yeah. I I don't know why, but I love her. So, like, I would, I would love to get into ring with her as well. She, she uh, I've, I've chatted to her for this podcast. It was like a last minute thing because the guest yeah. I had pulled out, and I just thought, right, she, at that, that point, I don't think she'd wrestled at that point. She was just like, no, she had a couple matches on ICW, and she's yeah. the nicest person. And yeah. the fact that she's plant based and all that kind of stuff, and I had to bring it up made her made me like her even more because you know mm-hmm. the, the old stereotype for vegans that. You, you, yeah how do, you, how do you know if someone's a vegan they'll tell you so it's, yeah. it's just like oh she's such so nice and it's great to see her um in in icw well in on the network which is insane yeah it is um, yeah. so that's, that's a pretty good list so i'm noticing that, that the ones that you're kind of picking are like uh more powerhouse bigger uh yeah. like broader women as well um which scotland has all shapes and sizes of wrestler yeah. thankfully so so you do do have your pick 
of what you want to to get in the ring with even the likes of uh, an angel hayes who is this kind of like small scrappy yeah yeah <laughs> oh, definitely. like molly who's opposite yeah i mean i love i love getting into the ring with different sizes so, because it's it's art and i love making art with different kind of people it's always very different it's, it's a different outcome with well just obviously a different skill set but also with the different size um difference um but yeah i somehow gravitate towards bigger women probably because i like uh i am a bigger woman i'm not very tall but i'm like wide and and strong-ish so that's kind of what, like i think that's why i like watching them as well and me and molly have like i think identical movesets so i don't know what would happen in that match because we just do everything basically the same way uh, and of course when you're speaking of bigger women right now in raw you've got viper sorry um, yeah. new drop yeah so so confusing with the names oh i know i've just got used to saying paper <laughs> yeah <laughs> and, then, and they changed it again I was, I know. Come on. <laughs> but uh so you got you got that as well and and as your your profile has said you're you're very much for body positivity which you know yeah always have to be but it, it's great seeing every, all these wrestlers male and female just there's no distinct mold for a wrestler exactly um, which is just the best thing about it there's no it question is. to go with that it was just more of a comment uh, to yeah. as well. <laughs> but uh, we were speaking earlier on about like like improvising and and that's how it seems to be the, the british mm. way we, we, we procrastinate to the point of oh, i'll just do it out there it'll be fine um when you're speaking to kurt you you mentioned el generico or sami Zayn coming over to do training uh, were you part mm. of that class or was that just part of no no okay is it was that an all male class? Was that the? <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I mean, it probably was, but I wasn't. I hadn't started yet. All so, right. Okay. Yeah, but I probably mentioned him in because he gave us like the match structure to Finland. Like we had like a broader understanding of it, and then Generico kind of gave us the details. So that's why we have kind of like the Amer. Well, the head coach that started FCF was Canadian. Um, so that's why we have kind of a Northern American style and then Generico as well from Canada. Um, so we have that Canadian American style of wrestling. So it's very close to WWE style, but we have molded it into our own style in FCF. So, so we could say you're the the pioneer in in Finnish wrestling, but uh, mm-hmm. El Generico's architect for the sure. structure. We'll go with that. Sure, she can have that. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll tag him in this. I'm sure. I'm sure you'll watch it. I'm, I'm positive. <laughs> <laughs> so, coming to to the UK, then of course you you were coaching in Finland and mm-hmm. you're, you're head coaching in Finland, mm-hmm. and now you're you're coming over here and. Uh, Sorry, I sound like I was going to go into a rant, stealing our jobs. Uh, you're coming over here and you're kind of starting in the middle again. So you're not coaching, yeah. but you're not new no. either. You're kind no. of in that middle point. So yeah. um, what's, what's it what's it going to be like? Uh, getting into a training I don't class, know. watching it going, oh, I, I don't know. Or this is, oh, what? yeah, this is going to be weird. And like, can I like just train? Am I like, am I like, able to do that anymore like can I do it without like commenting on anything or trying to make things better like 
not just wrestling, not just like storytelling wise, but like atmosphere at politics and everything. Like, can I like not touch that while I'm here? I don't know. I'm trying, but I doubt it. What, what you'll learn very quickly is uh, our, our, our love language in Scotland is taking the piss out of each other. So yeah. you, it's, it's, it's going to be very weird. I, I would assume you'll probably make, come out your first couple of sessions going, nobody likes me. Mm-hmm. It's, that's probably it. It's probably that, we're, that, that they're going to be like... But that's very much... Bantering, but bantering. That's very much the Finnish culture as well. Like yeah. they're very similar. And like the humor is very similar. So... I don't think I will have a problem with it, but we'll see. Um, so I'll go back to the questions for, for a second. So Colin, yeah. uh, he's he's put in, he just wants to ask you about uh, what it means to represent Finland, especially now that you're in the UK. Well, um, yeah, um, I would like to think that everything I do, I represent FCF Wrestling. Not necessarily like Finland, Finland as a whole, but I represent FCF Wrestling. I was, that's my home. I was built in FCF Wrestling and I have molded into what I am because of them or because of it. Um, so I'm very proud to be from FCF Wrestling. Um, and I hope to make them proud. I hope to um, maybe get some more eyes into Finnish wrestling um, and kind of like learn new things that I can bring back with me to Finland and make our scene even better than what it is. So yeah, it means a lot for me to represent FCF wrestling. Uh, of course, a lot of the of what Scandinavian uh, guys are coming over, guys and girls, um, thanks to Lu Hing Sharp, of course, and his, his massive little black book of contacts and wrestling because of Nitro Green. <laughs> Uh, who's making quite a few appearances at the moment. Um, mm-hmm. Just to give him a shout out, we also had Logan Storm from Pro2 Wrestling asking the same question, uh, which promotions are you hoping to work for and why? So um, possibly when this comes out, you may already be Pro2, uh, which will make make, make no sense to you. But, <laughs> but uh, yeah, so he's asked a similar question, so I just thought I'd at least give him a shout out for it. Um, so yeah, so it's seen all these kind of Scandinavian guys um, coming over to the UK as well, there's a little bit more of a, fam- maybe a familiarity, even if you don't, have never trained with them or never wrestled with them, at least you know you've got that kind mm-hmm. of common thing of, of being from from uh, mm-hmm. Scandinavia. Um, anyway, so we've got another one from Aspen Faith, who, of course, my favourite wrestler, which you didn't need to know, but I'll always say it. Okay. Uh, so he, he didn't ask a question again. But he just wanted to, what did you talk about? Uh, is it Mackie Smooth? He wanted huh. to, he wanted to yeah. speak about Mackie Smooth for a bit. Um, I don't know what to say now, because when I left Finland a couple of weeks ago, he kind of stabbed me in the back, so... Sorry, right. you said nice things about everyone else. This is just... <laughs> um, that was, he was my tag team partner. We've been friends for... I don't know, before wrestling, ever since we were teenagers. Um, we built this beautiful thing called Dynastia. Um, we were in top of the tag team division in Finland. And then in September, he decided he doesn't want to play with me anymore. And so we broke up. 
<laughs> but I'm sent you here. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but like no kayfabe, he's actually one of my closest friends, my dearest friends. I love him to death. Um, and he's a great worker. He's probably he's one of the top heels in in FCF wrestling right now, and he's such great storyteller as well. Um. So yeah, if you have a chance to see Bakesmuch uh, matches or anything, you should follow him on social media as well. He's quite funny. And that's enough about him. Let's talk about yeah. me. Uh, <laughs> exactly, it's your podcast. Uh, yeah. So we mentioned, when we say about character, a lot of the times you, you've said in your early years anyway, there was none. You were just getting mm-hmm. import of the of the month in and that's who you wrestled. Yeah. Yeah. How, did, how did the Ice Queen come about then? Well, because I I started with this warm, um, very likable, lovable character. I wear I wore golden gear and I was very I don't know cheery. So I wanted to do the opposite of that when I had the opportunity to, to do my heel turn. So I decided to go from um, gold to silver. Um, and I wanted to just use all the negative, like, things about my character, you know, my character. Um, and I almost make, like, made, like, a Disney villainish thing out of that. Um, I also had supernatural powers at some point. Uh, it was... Oh, it was such a fun thing to do. Like I had such great storylines. I got to work. Um, yeah, that was just and ice. Ice always obviously is because of Finland as well, because it's very cold in Finland. So that was kind of like <clears throat> I think as well. Yeah, uh, I do have a note about witchcraft as well. Is, is that an interest yeah. you had prior to wrestling? Was that another one? Wrestling, witchcraft, and all that kind of stuff, is it all at the same time, or did you develop a love for that? Well, I didn't realize it, but I have practiced witchcraft with my grandmother ever since I was a kid. So we have done like a lot of spells, a lot of, a lot of pagan stuff. We've always celebrated pagan holidays with my family anyway. Um, so when I started kind of like studying more, about witchcraft, I realized that, yeah, I'm a witch, okay. Um, so it's only been like two, two, or probably two years that I've called myself a witch. Um, but I have always practiced witchcraft. Um, I'm, I'm delving into a, a side of, of information I have known nothing about. So I'm, I don't know how much I can ask, what I should ask, if I'm gonna get hexed, I don't know. So <laughs> <laughs> kinda, I think maybe just, just kinda, I've dipped my toe into the subject, moved back out a little bit, and just. Uh, but did you? Uh, when you say the like Ice Queen and supernatural powers, was was that was that uh, a major part of of all that as well? That you're able to uh, call upon your studying of witchcraft and and love for it to kind of build it into your character. Yeah, and I think because I was oppressed in a way for my beginning of my career, I started feeling like I wanted to have that power um, as a heel character. And so I have these male servants with me that were my prisoners. Um, they were faceless. They were wore these like silver masks. 
um, so I could summon them whenever I wanted to for whatever I wanted to. Um, so that, that that's there's like a lot of like hidden meanings with like everything, um, and it was very therapeutic to get to that character. I mean, yeah, from from the basically what we've heard so far, I'm not surprised at all that, yeah, having a a, a group of guys doing your bidding after yeah. starting off, yeah, that absolutely makes sense that, that it could yeah. be a little bit more, a bit more meaningful to you. Um, just absolutely random from that point onwards is when I was listening to your chat with with Ella, uh, you mentioned your love of pink. Yeah. Uh, the, the artist, of course, not the color. Well, I mean, it could be a color. But, uh, pink is color, yeah. Yeah. It, it popped into my head because you, you mentioned Cena and all that kind of stuff. That was my first gig I ever went to, 2006, pink. Cool. Um, so it was like, that's just a weird coincidence. I was just yeah. Going, ah, that's that's so cool. Uh, and yeah, so what, what was, what, what brought your love of pink on? Was it just the angst, the like, Angry at the World Maybe. music, what was it? Yeah, I mean, her, like, lyrics have always been great. Um, and I, like, every, like, all the music that I love is because of the lyrics, basically. So I'm very much into that. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, and, like, her attitude um, and kind of, like, breaking those female norms as well was very, like, it spoke to me a lot. Um, so yeah, and especially like seeing her perform live, I've seen her, I don't know, three times or something. Um, she's like incredible and just so powerful. Um, and I love that she has a message always. She's trying to make the world a better place as well. So I love that about her. Um, it was, it was I'm Not Dead to her was the one I saw. Uh, so yeah. It was, the album itself is just. It Absolutely. is. I would use a, a, a phrase that the young kids use. It was fire. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so it was just amazing. Uh, but yeah, as, as, as soon as, as I listened to that, I was like, no, I'm writing that on my list. And we we're speaking about pink for even a minute. Just yeah. to do that. <laughs> so we ask a couple silly questions. So I'm just going to get them in here now. I don't know if you've listened to any yeah. past podcasts that we've done. But uh, so I'll just get them in there. What's your favorite dinosaur? Uh, T-Rex. Classic. That's fine. And the other question we ask, which I don't know how this will go, because it's it's a stu- stupid question. Is what would be in a fight? Two sheep or one cow? Two sheep. So just gut feeling. Yeah, I yeah. think teamwork always works. That's absolutely. Fine. I'm I'm on. I'm still on the side of two sheep. I've asked this question now probably about fifty times and don't care what anyone says it's still too cheap uh, yeah. whether you, you argue with me or not <laughs> so that's that's them should be questions out of the way we can go back to actual wrestling and stuff uh, mm-hmm. so you got your merch store um which of course you're you're modeling one of the t-shirts right now was yes. when when you were putting this like, like getting more character work and being able to do a bit more actually being able to train people and, and getting have a bit more control uh, in your wrestling journey uh, was it important that you wanted to try and get some merch out there get your name out there more what was was there any particular reason you started setting up this merch store um yeah I think so like 
because I like I, I have a peop I have many people who have wanted to support me and support my work. So I was trying to figure out like a way that they could do that if they wanted to. Um, so that proved to be like a good idea to set up a merch shop. Um, and yes, I think a little bit. Um, Oh, it, it was a little bit about getting my name out there as well. Um, I'm still like debating whether <laughs> whether I want my name out there or not. But um, um, obviously I do because I'm doing this podcast and I'm doing social media and stuff. So um, yeah, but I think it was just a way for people to support me if they wanted to. And I have this cool ass design as well, so why not? Absolutely. Uh, I mean, I suppose at the end of the day, yeah, it's that balance of of because you started with no control, trying to control your own narrative, but at the same time, you still want people to work you. So it's like, yeah, uh, how much control can I give up at the yeah. same time as still being me uh, as well? So yeah. it's a balancing act, I'm sure, uh, which you'll have plenty of people around about. Scotland and the UK and 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 obviously your family in in Finland that will be able to hopefully uh, be able to provide a a shoulder or or a a, a message or or a lending ear what have you about anything. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's 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 the that's the hope anyway when it comes to any of this stuff. Yes. <laughs> so still, because we don't do timelines really, we try to in, in this podcast, mm-hmm. but we fail. <laughs> every time um you mentioned when you started watching it was john cena and batista and and yeah. what have you and was there any particular matches at all that was like that's why i'm i'm i go you go back to like there's any favorite matches that you, you rewatch or pay-per-view at all well honestly i haven't watched male wrestling for a while now so like I do I do watch Rumble and I do watch like WrestleMania um but I don't really go back to any specific I think the only specific matches that I go back to are some women's classic matches I I've watched Evolution the pay-per-view many times many many times I still think like the main event, Ronda Rousey versus Nikki Bella. It's probably Nikki Bella's best. best I think it might be her best match. Um, she did just such a like incredible job with um, carrying Ronda Rousey in that and making it. It's just it's a very good match. Um, but I think like if I want to watch like the absolute best, like how. Ha- I kind of feel like I think Charlotte, Charlotte Flair is the best wrestler in the world right now, and I love her. But if I think all time, I'm thinking Shawn Michaels still, and I can watch Shawn Michaels versus Undertaker, Shawn Michaels versus Ric Flair, Shawn Michaels versus Triple H, like anything, like especially like the WrestleMania matches, they are epic, iconic. He is an incredible storyteller. And he's like one of the, I think, best examples of 
like the shape or size of a wrestler doesn't really matter. Like he's a very regular shaped person. <laughs> like he's not like <laughs> he's not like like huge or super built or anything. He's just very like regular looking guy, but that charisma is something like I don't think anyone anyone has. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Especially as an example for what you're saying for things like like facials and subtlety. Uh, mm-hmm. You can you can tell a range of emotions on Shawn Michaels' face in any match, and yes, um, I mean, yeah, uh, uh, there's always. I mean, we're not going to get into a debate of Bret Hart Shawn Michaels because that seems to be the one that that carries on forever that'll never be answered uh, definitively. Yeah. But that was, yeah, when you, when you, the charisma is just unbelievable for for Shawn Michaels, yeah. and and you can you can make the tiniest moments be. The biggest. I mean, the, the I'm sorry, yes. I love you uh, moment could that, have been nothing. I cry every time. Like I, I can, I can just sometimes if I just feel like I need to cry or I need to to be emotional for for a segment or a promo, I will watch that. I will watch the ending of that, and I'm gonna okay, <laughs> yeah, that's enough. I can go. Like perfect. What a storyteller. Come on. That's what makes wrestling the best, though, isn't it? <laughs> it is exactly, exactly. Uh, I can't, I'm trying to think of any any matches that I've just been like I can't watch because <laughs> I mean weird ones. Some of massive Jeff Hardy fan, so give me Jeff Hardy mm. versus Undertaker 2002 Raw ladder match. I've seen that mm. match. I would safely say into double figures easily, and it's <laughs> I still bite for it. Yeah, and I'm still like going. He's going to make it this time. He hasn't made it the last 12 times I've watched this, but he's going to make it this time in 2002. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that's, that's the best bits about wrestling is uh, is the stories. and like Exactly, kind of the emotions, yeah. Absolutely. Um, so you mentioned Charlotte Flair. Again, another one that I, I firmly believe we won't realise how good she was until she's done. Um, yeah. Because... Unfortunately, but she's... Oh, my God. Like, and... I think she has wrestled like as long as I have. So that's not even very long. It's not very long. And how good is she? Like, come on. That's ridiculous. It's 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 insane to think that she wasn't even wanting to be a wrestler as well. Yeah. And to and and we were almost uh almost not getting Charlotte Flair because I know for whatever reason. But uh, yeah, absolutely. Get, I mean, you, you like you, you don't have to like things at all about her. I mean, you don't have to. I'm, I'm not a humongous fan of her promos, but once the bell rings, nobody can touch her. She's just no ridiculous. Um, yeah, see- like her movements, but also I think the best part about her is the emotions and the way she acts, the way she tells a story with her face, with her, with her voice with her words so like that's she is incredible i don't think anyone can touch her right now like or maybe ever um so yeah i think that's that's a that's a good positive way to to wrap up i think uh we've kind of hit all my kind of points and we we said some nice things about about people which is always good Mm -hmm. we didn't we didn't even get into into saying proper bad things well i mean Marcus Smooth didn't get a hundred percent positive. <laughs> no, it's like but... three, three, three out of five stars. It's my best move. That'll do. <laughs> so I think it's a good, good time to kind of to wrap up and and uh, let you get 
recovered properly and ready for fierce females and, and thank you to training so where can people find you on social media well um currently my instagram is disabled um that was my biggest platform <laughs> but i don't know if i'll get that back uh probably by the end of this um when this comes out i will either have made a new one or gotten my old one back um but usually i am to regina on every social media platform um yeah youtube twitter facebook all that excellent best way to, to find you but no this has been an absolute lovely chat thank you for taking time to speak to me today thank you very much for having me